Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the Damon Lindelof executive produced adaptation. Nope. Remix. He what he likes to be calling a remix. The squid is back. Watchmen series. <laughs> Spoilers much? No, it's really the not. The only thing that matters for this is it's not a sequel to Watchmen's the film adaptation. It's a direct sequel to the graphic novel by Alan Moore. And it's been receiving rave reviews. Uh, we decided to talk about it as it wrapped up yesterday from when we we're recording this. I guess I'll start. I am a big fan of Zack Snyder's. We talked about that film this year, I believe, on the podcast. Yep, it was the episode where my power went out. <laughs> Zack Snyder's uh, adaptation of Alan Moore's graphic novel. And then re- reading the graphic novel and that are my only touch points with Watchmen before this. And uh, I have to say from pretty much start to finish, I was, I mean, this is one of my favorite TV shows of the last 10 years, I would say. It it had a couple, we'll get into a couple nitpicks here and there, but mostly just, just amazing filmmaking and uh, great, incredible storytelling that uh, references the, that pays tribute to the, the comic as well as blazing its own path. And all the social justice stuff around the African-American community was really great and really well done. And I, I love what it did to play with the original Watchmen mythos. Then also carry it forward into today's of a political climate without being super preachy, but without a doubt saying something. Yeah, I have a question for Zach and Ben. Uh, is it difficult to be a white man in America? It is. It is so difficult. No, let me tell you. It's, it's just. <laughs> if I could chime in, I think it is difficult uh, being Senator a white man King in America. Could not be any more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watchmen, great. And I, th- oh, I should also touch on that. I was also a huge fan of um, The Leftovers, which was Lindelof's last HBO show, which was just as risky and provocative filmmaking as and like impressive work great cast including regina king but yeah i never remembered her character name all my notes are just like regina king so badass regina king did this regina king did that (laughs) who's talking give us general thoughts and we can dive into greater picture i'm probably the biggest overall watchman fan here watchman is my favorite comic book of all time uh the Watchmen film is in my top 30 films of all time, and this show, pretty much on par with both of those. It's, like you said, Zach, it, I mean, it definitely respects the material and, and what it was, but it's also not afraid to take these, like, tremendous risks and explore uh, the history of certain characters in even bigger ways. And, I mean just it's it's so well made like i can't imagine the writing process for this show it just must have been like a nightmare like making all this stuff work out it's it's brilliant and like everyone else is gonna say regina king is just fucking incredible but so is everybody else really like even i mean jeremy irons gene smart i mean my my mvp is jeremy irons by a mile like yeah um i would put uh, i'm dropping his name uh I like Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson's, Nelson's grading yeah, everything he does. I he I would argue he's 
he's like the focal point of the best episode in in the season. Like, just for me, at least. I disagree there, but that's okay. Are you was the name you're dropping? Yaya Abdul Mateen, who played Cow. No, no? uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Can can I just say Black Damta? Anyone? No. Okay. Manta? Yeah. Like. No, I said Black Damta. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um. Oh, before I forget, I do want to. We'll go into this when we go into spoilers too. But uh, the Pedipedia site or like articles, uh, which Mm -hmm. is like this this uh, it's like the notes from one of the characters in the show has some really cool Easter eggs and stuff that even hinted at things that happened in the show before they happened, which I thought was really cool, too. The soundtracks on vinyl apparently had material in them, too. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to that on Spotify. It's so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Though I think I prefer the Mandalorian score for TV scores that are I'm loving right now. But, yeah. John or Lauren? Um, I can say that it was probably a mistake to binge it all in a weekend because it's very, <laughs> it's not like, dense. it's not necessarily dense or anything, but it's just a lot to take on all at once. It's like, that, I probably yeah. should have, I needed more time maybe to sit with some of it and just take a breather, maybe watch something comical. I don't know. But like, it. yeah, I agree. It's a great show. Um, I enjoyed most of it. Like I said, the soundtrack's amazing. Like, there are some aspects that I won't go too into yet, but just certain things they bring back from the source material. It's like, I don't know if it needed as much focus as it got, but some of the characters they do bring back, I love more now than I did in previous iterations. So it's kind of like hit or miss for me for that. But I think overall, the evolution really of Lori was... I, lo- I didn't know if we were going to say if she was in it because I didn't know if that was a spoiler or not. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I really loved doing, her in this. I, I think this is spoiler for, yeah, oh. spoilers are fine. Is it? Well, I don't know. I got yelled at for mentioning something from a comic from like 50 years ago. So who knows? <laughs> I don't know when it was written. When was Watchmen written? 80s? 80, no, it takes place in 85. Uh, but I mean, it was 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I thought, I think Lori might have been my favorite character. Although I did really like Angela too, but like, I don't know. There was some stuff that happened in the last couple episodes where it's just like, it kind of took the wind out of my sails, but I'll get more into that later. John, general thoughts and we can dive in. Um, I think I should never be surprised that Damon Lindelof writes beautiful love stories because I think my overall takeaway is that's what Love Watchmen is. Um, See, that was my biggest complaint. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I that hit for I, me either, but go ahead. I mean, it's, I will say it's maybe, I think Leftovers is his best. And I think Lost was, comes in second. So this Which love story in Lost? Yeah, what's the love story I mean, Lost all of them. Um, Lost <laughs> is just a love story. Lost should just be retitled Love. I mean, the constant... <laughs> is the yes. concept is a top 100 Amazing. episode of all time of any episode ever to be created that's a pretty broad um that's pretty broad it's not a bold statement. yeah no <laughs> i don't know what episode you're talking about so yeah i mean desmond and penny jack and kate sawyer and juliet um i totally remember all of those characters <laughs> son and what was son's wife's name jung jin jin Sun and Jin, like. Oh, I remember those two. 
Um, yeah, like I, yeah, and then the leftovers. The leftovers that last again. You can go back and read my uh, best TV shows of 2017. I think that that series finale killed, like, absolutely destroyed me. Anyway, all that to say, um, so I appreciate that, and I guess the other thing I appreciated was, yeah, the exploration of this new universe, um, based on these already established characters, and I liked that. Whereas in the original source material the big thing that they were taking on was like uh, atomic nuclear panic and like the arms race and the uh, atomic clock and that kind of thing. And that was the, that was the big societal global, should I say, um, threat that needed to be dealt with. And in this one, it was white supremacy, which I think was like, wow, like super, not, ambitious necessarily to tackle but it's a hot button issue right now i think it's pretty ambitious for something something as big as the i mean this is a big show i mean with a known property and a great big known cast and a one of the most prolific tv producers of the last 20 years and i i I don't i think it's a pretty risky thing to be like yeah all you people who think white people are being put down are wrong you fair enough or get melted by a rape <laughs> but uh <laughs> i appreciate that because i remember an article right after the season premiere there's an article that came out about like why do we not talk about the massacre in tulsa or black wall street enough and why is that kind of like push aside see i didn't books? even know if tulsa if that was real was that a real yeah, event and i think the atlantic the Jesus. atlantic did a recently like another historical depiction or comic depiction of it that was inspired kind of by Watchmen as well. Um, and something that just like gives you a little bit more context for um, how it was set up and like what led to it and all that kind of stuff. But I thought, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I think the, there were some moments in the TV show that explored that. Well, I'm not sure if that, was explored well enough in the last episode. Like the penultimate episode was great, was awesome. Um, the last episode just kind of fell flat for a little bit for me. I don't know why, but again, yeah, there are amazing performances. Jeremy Irons was great. Um, Regina King, I don't know his name, but yeah, whoever played it out or Cal, like I don't know how to say his name. Um, how'd you guys uh, pronounce it again? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, I guess. He was great as well. Um, oh shoot, the actress who played Lori, Don James. Oh, like it was just Gene Smart. Uh, Gene, Gene Smart. Smart. Like, I mean, I don't think there's really one person I could say that didn't wasn't great. It's like yeah, harder like, to list all the great it's, actors. It's just as like to the some way. weren't utilized as much, if anything, maybe. But yeah, so it was just it was fun to explore, and uh, I loved that. I love this kind of what if and kind of this exploration. And I love that there were homages to previous Watchmen characters, but we kind of just, they weren't necessarily the stars of it. Um, so yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. And I love that we yeah. got to explore one of the other characters from the Watchmen that you just see like in the early, like yeah, he's got photos like two of them or, or the early stuff where it's like, you see his costume and you're like, there has to be a story there. And we actually get it now. It's really yeah. cool. And it's so fucking dark. Yeah. Tim Blake knows. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He, uh... 
Well, no, not not Tim Blake Nelson. Um, but I mean, obviously his story is dark. But I think Lawrence referred Talking to about Hooded Justice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hooded you Justice. mean? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And before before we forget to mention um, other fantastic acting, Hong Chow as uh, Lady True also like mm-hmm. amazing. She like she hasn't been in a whole lot of things, but she like she had this effortlessness about her that was just she seems like obviously she's been doing this for a while but she fit she stood her ground next to like seasoned veterans such as jeremy irons and angela or excuse me regina king she did such a good job yeah i would say i think this is a good starting point for a potential nitpick on my end i i I like hong chow i like her and everything i've seen her in i think she's often very good in this and i think this finale gave her a lot more depth but I felt like that stuff around Lady True was the weakest stuff in the show. I, I what stuff do you especially mean? the last episode? Just like her plot line, just like just what's what was happening with her. It seemed the most I I, I I it perfectly fit into the show, but it just seemed like the least developed part of the show. I mean, I can say it did get a little frustrating for me with that character as well as Regina King's, where it's just like suddenly their sto- like their stories didn't necessarily feel like they were their own anymore. Like they were so tied like, to influenced characters. by someone else's. Yeah, yeah. It's like Doctor Manhattan takes over Regina King's. Like I can never remember her character. Angela. Her like her story becomes about Doctor Manhattan, and that weakened it for me. Trues became about Osmandius. But I mean, it's still very much about her. But it was like just her impetus was so much reliant on him. It got a little frustrating. I think I think what's interesting about that ending, it's like, yeah, it, it's not as well fleshed out as some of the other stuff, but it feels so comic booky, yeah. which I yeah, which I think just suits. I mean, it's it's Watchmen. It's like that. I can see that being a point of like contention for some, but I I just I loved it, and it's like I don't. I do agree that it like the stories felt tied to other characters, but it never felt like. Angela or True were lesser. Like, they were just, they had these ties. No, that's very true. They had these ties to these very important classic characters, but they it were It just still... felt more like they got sidelined to me, kind of. Not that they were less important, but just like, I don't know, like, so much of Angela, she seemed like the focal point for me for so much of it, and then suddenly she wasn't anymore toward, at the very end. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, by episode three, it be it becomes a very one person. Like it's Angela's your star for the first two, mm-hmm. and that. But then you get the Lori episode, you get the Looking Glass episode, you get the Doctor Manhattan episode. Well, you get you also get the uh, did, Hooded Justice. Did Vite ever get his own? I mean, yeah, the Hooded yeah. Justice episode. Well, that which was is still about, about her, her though, but it but isn't. But yeah. yeah, it's true. But so I don't that know. was Lori, Looking Glass, Doc. So that's like four. So then, yeah, then there's one other episode, you know, and really we needed a pirate Jenny episode. <laughs> yes. And Red Scare. <laughs> I'm a fucking communist. <laughs> but Angela, it stays, she is the most, I I felt that way about Lori. I feel like she got sidelined because she like, oh yeah, for sure. I should have mentioned her like a fucking freight train for like two and a half episodes. Yeah. And then was kind of gone. And then it's like, you're not even the most important love interest to Dr. Manhattan yeah. anymore. Like, mm-hmm. sorry. Well, I mean, it's just another one of the billions of tragedies that are in this show. Um, it, it feels like a missed opportunity. But, I mean, at the same time, though, like, 
Ben said, like the, the, the mechanics of the writing for this was seems stretched enough to then like pull in another angle where, you know, like throwing Lori into this love triangle would just be but they did pay so much lip service to our screen time to Lori still being infatuated with him and then yeah. to not really have an emotional payoff there did feel like a again another little miss, missed yeah. opportunity like another there. like like a, a one or two interactions between the two of them would have been you know i would have appreciated that um yeah and it kind of wait seriously i actually oh this goes kind of to spoilers i feel like there was a moment in the last we're in spoilers we're, we're full we're full spoilers. you can you can talk oh, about maybe? spoilers because i was just about to talk about the very end of the show yeah, the we're not doing too. we're not there's no spoiler oh, oh, someone oh, saying, oh, okay gotcha. um no i thought there was a moment at the end when she first sees john and it's just like wait what's it? like it's the it's almost like the first like sense of vulnerability that we get from laurie that was i thought extremely powerful that whole scene of her in the phone booth is very vulnerable. That, no, no, Which, that's... And it's like she sees John and then John like kind of ignores her. Yeah. Which is totally a Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Again, Which is fair. Dr. Manhattan, I don't buy him in love stories at all. It just doesn't work for me. I mean, it's I can understand that because as a character, like I can I can see where you're coming from because he is a character who's so far, you know, removed from humanity in a sense like that that is the gist of the character if you want me to fully believe in his ability to feel emotion and all that stuff then he has to act with emotion and i feel like someone who acts like emotion wouldn't be so beholden to a timeline they believe is not like can't be changed so it just frustrates me a little yeah, bit but he's he's saving angela though i mean he is knows... he though he could have just zapped everyone away he could have done anything else to save himself and keep to like not leave her life and just yeah, but but, it, but, but I think then that's, maybe Angela that's doesn't the point get the of the p- character. Yeah, but the point of the character is like he's supposed to be frustrating because we don't understand how how he works, how he thinks. It is annoying, but it's also like that's Manhattan in a nutshell. Yeah, and I don't buy anyone falling in love with who he is. I mean, <laughs> I can I can magic. agree with your take that 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 him her. I don't know though. I mean, he was somewhat charming over the dinner, and or the the date that we see in the he's, second. He certainly episode. certainly learned he's a little bit. He's just super annoying, is all I say. Like, there's no way I would yeah. keep stick with him for like six months, let alone <laughs> ten years or whatever. Well, they they did have to basically turn him off to make him tolerable. Um. Well, so I love how if you look back at like different parts of the show, like how it hints that he was Manhattan from the beginning. Like when um, the kids ask about death and Cal's answer is just like super bleak. Like, Oh, nothing. You're just gone. You don't exist anymore. Yeah. It's like, what I the read fuck? that. I was like, Oh yeah. And then uh, the other one that I think is really cool too, is Angela on the, on the, the poster of the show has like a blue tint. So she's looking at Manhattan which is kind of cool. Some people are now thinking it's like, well, what if it's her that's actually blue? Um, do you know what? Do you know what my favorite one like is, it. Ben? Is it the one I sent you about? Oh, about that? Yeah, I, uh, Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I know Ben teed up the ending there, but no, I tried to get to it earlier. <laughs> uh, as um, before we get there, the the 
I did. My favorite beat with Manhattan was the point where he was like, this is where I fell in love with you. Like, I thought yeah, that, that I, bought I did like those his emotion moments. in that yeah. scene. Yep. And I also think I also think the just the movie or the, the film God double wrong. The TV <laughs> show did a great job of showing how even though it's frustrating, like how it works, like even though it seems like, well, he should have just killed that guy who shot, sucked him up into the thing. It was like, he never was able to stop that, even though he knew it was coming. And I I, I know, I, I think the show did a good job of visualizing that. And like just in like his so, demeanor. Like he's so resigned to his fate. Yeah. But not even that. He's just like, he's in this positive conversation with Angela after they just kicked everybody's ass. But he's genuinely surprised when he actually gets hit, even though he's talking about it's about to happen because mm-hmm. he wasn't in whatever is he version of or is he in pain? the first time it happened. Bit of both. I read pain. I think he's just a bit of surprise. So the ending. What did Lauren want to say about the ending? Because she tried to get there first. Uh, it was just another aspect of um, her, like Regina King's. Angela's story not being her own anymore. It was just frustrating to end this story on a note where it's like in the end of the at the end of the day people aren't good enough on their own. Like why does she have to become a superhero assuming that's what they were going to do with that? Like why does she have to change? And like if she's going to suddenly become like I just want to know if it she wouldn't do it if, I don't think if it would change who she was as a person because like she would just be abandoning her kids basically it's like i don't know it just was a frustrating moment i so much i just wanted her to crack the egg open and dump it in the pool that's all i wanted i could have rolled with that yeah. ending i i kind of felt like she was gonna fall in that's what's so great about the ending it's just kind of like it's well so- lindelof lindelof basically said that'd be really stupid if she did oh, <laughs> if so she fell in so he's saying she yeah she's so he's on the side that she is dr manhattan now see and i don't or like it has his I, I mean i think ability. it's great because yeah i think i like the, the whole thing he's like he died to stop this woman from taking his powers or whatever and then he gives his powers to someone else it's like we gives, should not have these powers he gives his powers to a woman he knows will make the world a better place than he did but you and can't like, that know was, that <laughs> He's Dr. Manhattan. He kind of does. And then. Um, no, he doesn't because he's not here for that. So he wouldn't then, have that in his memories yeah, or future or whatever. Yeah, he, he doesn't knows, exist in that time. But he knows Angela. He doesn't. And he, he also, like. And it's. it's And it, it takes in the theme that all the previous characters in Watchmen were these deeply flawed people. And it's like, what if. What if all this. This power, this intellect was used for you know actually for good like i mean like, well, i, I think like that's on, very optimistic a... for a show that completely shows that power just continues to like corrupt people well, but i i well, think I that's think... a powerful thing about jeremy irons performance at the very end because jeremy irons if you recognize like he he was a quote-unquote hero during the time of dr manhattan <coughs> and even with all his narcissism and ego he still did not find it like beneficial for him to try to like replicate that i guess maybe because intellectually or he thought that like oh if i do that then that'll start like to replicate what specifically dr manhattan's powers manhattan that will start like a manhattan war or a manhattan race where people are now as opposed to trying to make a bunch of nukes 
they're trying to make like little Dr. Manhattans. And so his his recognition at the end that's just like, listen, this woman might say that she's doing it for good, but excuse me, the idea of anyone with her level of like narcissism and self-absorption like wanting to take those powers like eventually we will all be like bowing down towards her i feel like oh yeah but he wants us to bow down to him well see i don't but i (laughs) don't think the god behind the curtain but i don't think that's like for me what it was is like the ending of the show sure served as like a perfect like polar opposite of of the the comic in the movie where those end on a very bleak note on just like, well, we have to live with what this is. You know, we lost, but hey, maybe the world's going to be a better place for it. Whereas this one's hopeful. It's like, oh my God, this woman who we've seen fight to do the right thing to protect those she cared about, to stand up for the little guy, now has this, you know, godlike power. And maybe she'll do, she'll do good, the good that Manhattan never, never did or never wanted to. I I thought it was a great like ending. Yeah, I just don't I didn't need that stuff cuz she was already like I can't tell my kids that I'm a cop because they'll worry about it. But now I'm going to be even more powerful and have everything rest on my shoulders and do everything. It's like I just don't buy it. To the show's credit, they did she did show who she was to them right before, but it was very quick. And well, so all she of a didn't show like, so much as he just yeah. saw it and she was like, "Well, shit." Yeah. Like Well, I mean, no, she moment. no, no, she knew what she was she doing. Still, she still but she looked she at him and it was kind of like this moment of, "Well, whatever. Well, we can't <laughs> come back or we can't come back from this." Yeah. Like <laughs> I read that moment differently than you did. Well, I'm just I'm more giving them trying to give the show some credit to try to show a little bit of her evolution i don't think it worked and probably agree that it's too fast but they did at least make a nod i think try to make a nod whether you interpret it that way or not to she's changing by becoming more outwardly it'd be interesting is if they did a sequel she would she would be i would assume she would be more outward facing than of then like she would be angela and people would know that Angela has these powers she wouldn't be hiding behind a mask or anything like that yeah I don't know I just feel like at the end of the day I feel like she's enough and she doesn't need the powers and I don't know what Mm. that says in the grand scheme of things society wise well it's like if you extrapolate out from that what I don't know and I don't think I'm not good with social commentary I don't don't think anybody's gonna be hiding behind a mask now either because no like I mean you literally see all the people not wearing like Pirate, well, what, what was the pirate's woman's name in Red Scare? Well, they weren't wearing their masks well, anymore. Not only that, but no the whole the whole masks. cops and masks thing was an idea created by like a super evil white supremacy group. So once that gets found yeah. out, I I doubt they'll be sticking with it for very long. Yeah. Can we just talk about Don? We never actually mentioned Don Johnson. He did really great with his one episode. I mean, he hasn't been around in a while. If you thought, well, see, for me, he was here yesterday. But if you (laughs) see. What are you, Dr. Manhattan now? If you thought Game of Thrones, like, killed off a main character really quickly, watch Watchmen. It's like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm bummed we didn't get a little bit of, even though his wife provides closure that it was all just a ruse. And and then uh, Keen says it as much in this episode. It, I don't know. It felt like it would have been nice to have a scene of him being like a scumbag. Like, the clo- like well, because he, he yeah, I mean, the closest like he comes to all. it, like yeah, she's supposed to be like. He, I mean, he's he he tells. What's insidious? 
will like i'm trying to help you people at the end with right before he kills them but that was like the nastiest thing he, we see him do towards a person of color not great <laughs> will was another person who had his story kind of taken away from him in the last episode how so well i mean it's just like at the end of the day he didn't he, i mean i guess we don't i don't know what it says about revenge but it's like he had to sit back and let someone I mean, else he wanted to try stop. to finish his story. I mean, it's not the end of his story. I mean, now he, he gets to be a family he, member. But yeah. like, he, he, what was he going to do to stop Cyclops, though? I you don't know. Like, know. He can mind control people. Mind control. <laughs> <laughs> just get a giant strobe light and just tell everyone what to do. Speaking of other characters who didn't like get their, their due... What about Lube Man? Did we just like leave him back there? Lube Man, like, that's right. <laughs> oh my god! He was like out of the fucking nowhere. I don't remember who the fuck Lube Man was until it became a meme who- today. Oh, okay. It's so great. Like I, I mean, it, the, the gif, the gif <laughs> of him going in the sewer was all over Twitter today, but because apparently, because apparently it's the it's the FBI guy that Corey oh, sleeps it's, with. It's Petey. Oh really? Oh, yeah, that that's makes another sense. guy who just vanishes from the show. Is he still just with those bodies at um, Mirror Man's face, Looking Glass's face? Or place, <laughs> not face. Words are hard. <laughs> that's awesome. That makes sense, um, too. What, what is he stealing? I, I think that's who they were They were referring to who it was. He wasn't see- stealing. He just saw something he wasn't supposed and to. And he's also, like, and I mean, as a guy who idolizes, like, the, the Watchmen, like, he yes. should be, like, a super or a vigilante, you know? That's he should have been wearing that mask he brought though. <laughs> that would have sold it for me. That's so great. Oh. Man, if we get a season 2, we need more lube, man. I tell you. Like that's I don't know if I want a season 2. Yeah, what do you that's... even do with a sequel? I... So, so I'm not saying I wanted a season 2. Like I'd be okay with a season 2 if it had the same creative team and cast cuz they'd know what they were doing, but I'm also perfectly fine with an, with the way it ended. Like I yeah, I don't want Angela, Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to see Angela. De- I'm a great with Lauren. Like, I don't know if I want to see Angela as Doctor Manhattan. And then if if Angela's not Doctor Manhattan, and the story becomes about what happened to Doctor Manhattan, because like all signs point to he should be able to bring like what happened that he can't reassemble himself. He was drained as opposed to like ripped apart. Mm, not buying it I, I don't know i just don't see where the show goes from here i saw yeah. someone wrote a story saying it should flash back and just do what like show what happened in vietnam and make a story based in that world Ooh. but i also i think everybody would be thing. expecting the having time trap like the yeah i don't know but then how are you going to top the episode that we got with Dr. Manhattan? I going wouldn't, back you know forth? what I wouldn't mind is, um, cause it sounds like I was reading some of the PDPedia stuff, uh, or at least something that mentioned the PDPedia stuff, like an article, but apparently Jean smart, uh, Lori Blake, mm-hmm. she, uh, she eventually came back to being, uh, a vigilante, but she wasn't silk specter. She was the comedian. That would be a really cool story to see. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want her to dress up like a rapist. Um, Fair enough. I think the other thing I was just going to say, when you mentioned Vietnam... Was this supposed to be post-show or after? The comedian thing? Oh, like years ago. Like before she joined the FBI. Somewhere between the the book and this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just going to say another thing why I don't think 
he would give away those powers is because like he said he regretted Vietnam. So it just I don't I just don't like the idea of putting such an unknown out into the universe. Like I feel like he wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't understand him at all though, because I don't believe anything he does. So what about um the Hooded Justice episode? What did you oh, guys think so of like, that as a whole? Like Was the whole thing black and white? I can't remember. Like I was just so oh, engrossed no, with it no. that I don't remember. I mean like the scene in the uh Oh no, the scene in the convenience or in the grocery store, was that in the dramatization or was that actually in the flashback? That was in the dramatization. It was in both it was in both of them. You I'm just the, saying, in the, like, I was the so, first like, episode just, you see Hooded Justice in that fight scene. And then you see it in the the flashback episode too, what actually happened to inspire that moment. Yeah, but was he that beats the shit out of the But was that black and white in the flashback too? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. I'm just saying okay. I was so into it that I don't actually remember what things look like. It was, it's like it was all just real to me. Such a mm. such a good episode. Like it was. Yeah. But I just um So what was everybody's favorite episode? It all blends. <laughs> I don't remember. Mine was the looking glass <laughs> episode just cuz the opening like I had no fucking idea what was going on. And then Man, it's like, oh, giant it? squid. That's, <laughs> that's why you mentioned Funhouse like a week yeah. ago. It's like, it's like oh, for Jesus, Funhouse. Fun I think my favorite oh. episode might have been the one where we flash back to um, Regina King's story in Vietnam. Angela's story. What was the elephant? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just memories. so much tragic stuff happened. Like the moment her grandma falls down and dies behind the taxi, that was probably the most devastating moment yeah. for that me was, in the show. Yeah, so <laughs> so brutal. Um, and then I was just—it made me think, though. It's like so. So Angela grew up in Vietnam. Like she didn't leave till later. So why doesn't she have an accent? I mean, it's good they didn't make Regina King do a Vietnamese accent, probably. But was, I was just <laughs> thinking about that the whole time after that. Maybe she would just sound like her parents until you know they died unfortunately she was old enough to she when she was like a almost a teenager yeah, like, she, she, I think that's like, also, I think when you're like 11 I mean, or 12 it's also a testament to uh american or western influence into vietnam post the vietnam winning the vietnam war sure. but i mean she was she was in a what was she an orphanage so it's like i didn't didn't really feel like she was growing up on a, a base past a certain point or it still mm-hmm. felt like she would have been influenced. Like it's just a nitpicky thing that I'm not actually nitpicking. It was just a note I made after that episode. It's like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did we think of like the super bizarre like Vite subplot or Vite? I, I can never Vite. I that's think my Vite. that's my Mac. Um, it was the best part of the show. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, like it's so. I was laughing all the time. Yeah. He's just like I, I did. Thought he was I hilarious. was catapulting bodies into space. Yeah, like, I feel the like there fuck? was a bigger story with the cake. It's like, why was he always getting a cake? What is this? Why is he reliving the same day Those over? People and over? didn't know. But why did? Why was it necessary I, to it, relive that day? Because it was somebody's birthday. <laughs> it was the birthday of all the clones every day. Yeah. <laughs> I thought when they showed how he was making them with the little centrifuge was amazing. Yeah, they're just screaming in the background. 
I don't know. I loved everything weird and bizarre there. The moment in the back, or the moment where you first find out that they're clones. Well, I mean, ev- I'm assuming everyone guessed it beforehand because I did. When he lights the guy on fire and he actually destroys him in the play, it's like, yeah. oh my god! Oh yeah, the, the recreation of Doctor Manhattan is one of the best scenes. Yeah. Like, in in that entire see, those show. are two like, people so- I don't think we mentioned. Sarah Vickers is Miss Crookshanks, and <laughs> where's the other guy? Mr. F- Tom Meisen, or however you pronounce it, they did really good shit too. Everyone was great yeah, in this, like great. we said. Everyone was great. And it took me, it took me like the second time we saw the warden, I was like, oh, he's a uh, he's... the game master. Yeah, I was just like, oh, he's uh, another one. Yeah, but it didn't look like him. Like, was that was that supposed to be a reveal at the end then? Because no, you he yeah, looks, you could kind of tell. I mean, in the trial the episode, it, you can clearly tell it's the same guy. He put on one of those wigs while still wearing the mask. That was yeah. that, that was, was so one of my great. favorite moments of the series. Is when <laughs> I remember you tweeted that. Osmanius goes, "Your Honor, the prosecution or the defense," and then just farts and lets one rip. Of course, that's your uh, favorite. Moment. Well, just because <laughs> I think the contrast also of this man who's so full of pomp and so full of arrogance and again the self-proclaimed smartest man in the world the savior of humanity or whatever he like that's him at his most defeated and most like lowly and he like recognizes it and he does he just doesn't give a shit anymore because he's he's resigned to like the ideas like i i thought this would be good for me my ego i thought i would love being in charge of like these people and having like them revere me or whatever but no really i just want to be back home and it and it was him he was also put on trial for a year by a bunch of simpletons so like i could i could see his frustration with the situation i don't know i just loved with his character my favorite thing was realizing like at the end of the day the world moved on without him and like he thought he was gonna be like have this huge impact and in the end it's like yeah he killed some people and it did change some stuff but not really in the grand scheme of things (laughs) i loved when he's at the newsstand and the guy's like i heard he just walked into the jungle and never came back and it's just kind of like so he's this bizarre myth at this point and he is not thrilled to hear that but i gotta say my favorite my favorite uh ozymandias scene just as a whole is yeah i mean even though i knew that's who he was like that was no surprise but when Mm -hmm. he wears the full costume like I just had this like nerdy moment of just giddiness, like oh, oh, he's oh, wearing of, it. Oh my god, that, he looks so ridiculous. But yeah, no, one of my favorite <laughs> moments that you just reminded me of was the statue. It's like realizing that he was actually the statue the whole time. Yeah, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a good moment. And one thing we didn't talk about earlier that I forgot to mention when we were talking about just random stuff and the music and whatnot. It's like this this show had some amazing transitions. Like, I can't remember specific ones, but we would just, like, it would take one, like, just, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, change one thing into another. Like, at one point, something turns into mm-hmm. this concrete that looked like something else at one point or something. I don't know. They just did really interesting transitions between things that I found fascinating that, of course, now I can't expound upon. Well, I just, I just love how, <laughs> I just love how the show, like, hints at all these different things and then... Like, it's just like, a really well made show. Yeah, it's just like, but it hints at stuff like way back, like, you know, Manhattan being like, watch the eggs, and then like, stand on the water, this is going to be important. <laughs> and you're just like, this makes no fucking sense. And then by the end, you're like, this makes total sense. <laughs> 
So when did he when did he put the himself in the egg? When he was so does it matter? Was, yeah, it's probably it don't think everything that? happens at the same time, Zach. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing I thought was really cool. We don't so know what came episode, first. He was always in the egg. The episode, the episode where like you go into <laughs> the past of Manhattan and he like he's he meets uh, Angela for the first time. Before the episode aired, it was called "A God Walks Into a Bar," and then the title is "A God Walks Into a Bar." Which I thought was so cool, like, because it's just, it's, you know, Angela Abar, Cal Abar, oh, it's such a... Ex Cal Abar. Yeah, so that's the other one, Lauren. I sent, I sent John and... Oh, uh, Ex Calibur. that's why you said that earlier. I was like, I don't get it. So what does that's, this have to do with King Arthur? So, did it say Excalibur in the show, too? The, uh... I don't know, I don't toy. know if it said it in the episode, yeah, like, so, when it showed so it. there's, yeah... So the toy Lori uses the the blue vibrator. Its its <laughs> yes. prototype name is Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, it's, it's just like it's this other really cool hint. It's just like God damn, this show is so fucking brilliant. Like, oh oh man. Yeah, and it would be perfect. It wasn't you know if it didn't hate dogs and cows and like oh, that's why I don't like looking glass <laughs> because he had no reaction to a dog dying. I don't care if it's a clone. It was a puppy. Oh man, and those like those cows. Oh yeah. When like, I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, Lauren's yeah, not gonna." I like was that. surprised I was like, oh, no one mentioned Lord. it to me. It's like oh, I didn't. No, I didn't want to, but I knew you were gonna hate it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you watched the show. <laughs> That's true. By I that still point, you're too invested. Watched, um, you can't. You can't Chernobyl. Start, yeah. I still haven't watched it. You can't just jump into a show. You can't recommend something and be like, "Hey, Lauren, by the way, a dog gets put into a like an incinerator." I hope you're you know cool with yeah. that. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, man, that was a real bummer. It's like, and you can't compare a dog <laughs> that's a puppy to a grown dog and ask if they look the same. That that puppy didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Damn you, Tim Blake or Tim Blake Nelson, you son of a bitch! And people would still, you could still adopt out that puppy. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, the casual nature and how casually she just dropped it in the little thing was. Um, it, it was a nice touch. Because humanity sucks. <laughs> Why was everybody a, cl- a clone or a twin that worked there? Was that just like a marketing scheme, or was it like I showing? I didn't notice that. Is, can humans be cloned in this world? And it. I didn't notice that. That's that's like they were all clones or twins. That's awesome. Oh my I think god! Everybody that worked there was a clone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're clones, but they're at least a twin. I was too distracted by the puppy. Hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> What's before the puppy. There was no before the puppy to me. <laughs> We've already gone over this, Zach. She's reliving all of the moments at the same time. <laughs> yep. Anybody got any oh. last thoughts on Watchmen? Um, yes. I am so glad that there was a moment where Lori just said, you look stupid in those panties. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, yeah. When he, as soon as he, I was like, I, what is this, James Walk? It's like, it was just, well, how yeah. could you do that to him? It was the worst. <laughs> I mean, obviously you can do it to him because he's a white supremacist in the show, so he's supposed to be an idiot. But it was just the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen in a long time. Oh, oh, the other thing I love is how uh, Alzheimer's saves the day both times. I mean, saves the day. With both squids. times using, yeah, with squids. Like, that's just, that's such a cool touch. Yeah, but he was at the end of the day still an old white man just who cannot escape the past. Yeah, he's stuck there. Well, that's what I love too, because like this was the first time, or it's like this time he saved the world, and like 
like, you know, he didn't have, like, millions of people dead. It was, like, an actual... I mean, it was a five-block radius or yeah, whatever I mean, he, it was. Yeah. Still plenty of people. Yeah, but, like, compared to... Not three literally. million. Three, or, yeah. What was it? Three? I think it was three million. Three million? Like, 300 million? How many people was, live in New York? But it wasn't all of New York. But, Too yeah, many. it's, like... <laughs> Uh, but compared to like that, it's like, a lot of people. It's and it's not like he, his it first thing, his first thing when he comes back to Earth is he saves it. And then it's like, and what's his reward? You're going to jail for the rest of your life. However long that is. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be you. He just gets a wrench to the back of the head. That was a great, the great like little bit too. He talks too much. defeated by a tool. That I would want to see that sequel. Yeah. What happened to him? Like at the him end on the trial first, or the movie and like him loving all the comic. attention that he's getting in the credit. Yeah, but I don't think he got credit. He didn't. It was always. But if they put him on alien. trial, he will get the credit. Oh, that's after what I'm the saying. show, you mean? Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant after yeah. the. Yeah, like comic. if yeah, if they did a sequel and it was centered around the prosecution of him, it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah but can you, like John said, can you beat the fart at the end? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably just do the same thing. Probably. And I mean, you would no never have, equal. you know, you'd never, they'd never have pigs run through a courtroom again, which is just such a, such a shame. Okay, now I guess we're done. <laughs> On that note, it ends with a fart. I wanted to give James Wolk a shout out. Like, he was amazing in all of his scenes. and um, That was keen, right? Really. Yeah, he really leaned into the, <laughs> the white supremacy. Well, that's, that's yeah in the that final scene. That's probably okay, the best, his final the best scene. Line the entire show yeah. is just it's Completely. so hard. To, it's like it's hard to be a white man in America. It's just like, oh my god, he's such a he's such a villain. And then this he is... literally wears a diaper. But <laughs> 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 uh, like, and then he gets melted to goo. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was so great. But before the one last thing I'll say, like. Earlier, I was joking. I was like, what was the elephant? But really, what was the elephant? Because Osmandius at one point says a little elephant told him that um, uh, that Dr. Manhattan was on Jupiter's moon or whatever. I was like, I feel like there's things in there that were connected that maybe I don't quite understand what they meant at the time. But maybe watching it again, I'd get more meaning from them. Because it's like, who says a little elephant told me? Unless that's just... I look forward to someone writing a post about all these connections. Yeah, just like someone who explains all of this shit. <laughs> Oddly enough, one of the writers on the show would have been great at doing that back in the day. Uh, Jeff Jensen, who was huge in the Lost world back on the day. If you were following the internet... If you were on the internet following Lost, he was a big writer for EU with all these theories. And he's now buddies with Lindelof and was... He helped write the uh, Dr. Manhattan episode as well. So. Nice. Oh, I was just looking through my quotes again. And it was just like one final thing that I think it was um, Will who said it. He said, you can't heal under a mask. It's like, so yeah, at the end of the day, they're not going to be wearing masks anymore for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It was a very nice moment. Mm -hmm. And I did appreciate, though I say that he didn't get necessarily get to fulfill his part of the justice doing himself. I still really liked his character in the end. I think Will might be my favorite. Or maybe Lori. But I really liked Will, too. <laughs> That's going to do it for Watchmen. I don't know what the next episode you're going to hear in our feed. Go listen to our episodes about Fight Club, Knives Out, and Rise of Skywalker. Those are going to be our last few. And away we go. Our last few episodes rounding out the year. I guess in 2020, we'll probably start with a time capsule episode. And who knows after that. Again, we'll all just be picking 50-year-old baby Yoda. I was about to say, 
<laughs> I'll put porgs in there just to spite you. You know, at one point in the show, just think. Um, yes, I am still looking through my notes. I thought at one point, mirror. I keep calling him mirror mask looking glass. I thought he was going to turn out to be mirror guy. Um, mirror guy. Yeah. <laughs> But like I thought he was going to turn out to be one of the Rorschach dudes just because at one point he eats beans straight from a can. It's like there's so many things that were misleading, just details like that. Because well, doesn't he do, doesn't Rorschach do that in the Yeah, movie? but I think he's supposed to be like the closest yeah. thing to Rorschach Rorschach, who if the Seventh Cavalry existed around Rorschach's time, they'd be high on his list of people to just like murder. Quote unquote, Rorschach hates, this is when I should have said the quote unquote, Rorschach hates degenerates, so he probably would have been a white supremacist. I mean, I still stand by, I love the idea that they took on Rorschach. But I think I'm with Ben. He ultimately wouldn't have joined them. I think that's good as a commentary on people misappropriating things for themselves into something. Yeah. I mean, he is a very right-wingy guy compared, you know, Rorschach, but... I, I don't. I'm, it'd be interesting if he went full bore into the Calvary or not. What would happen if he got Doctor Manhattan's powers? He would never be against <laughs> just like a group of people. He would be against like shitty people. Like, I think he's against all people at the end of the day. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that's sad. But yeah. So yeah, listen to our podcast. We talk about things. Uh, until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middlerow.com. You can rate and review the podcast. And, uh, yeah. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby there. And you can follow us all on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch good movies and TV shows. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.